listening to Ambitious AF, a podcast that will help you level up, find positivity, and put yourself on top right now and every day for the rest of your life. I'm your host, Caroline Lewis, and each week I will bring you a guest or thought that will motivate you to get out of bed every morning with the willingness to succeed. Being ambitious means you are proud of who you are and everything you've accomplished. Only you can make that happen though, but with the help of this podcast, you will rise to the top. You will find success. You will believe in yourself and manifest happiness. And most importantly, you will become ambitious AF. I know you are eager to begin. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode here on Ambitious AF. As always, I'm your host, Caroline Lewis, and I'm super, super excited for this episode because I have yet another ambitious, amazing, energetic, beautiful soul on interviews on Ambitious AF today that I'm super excited to introduce you to, as you can tell, because I just want to jump straight to the interview. But before I do that, um, so this is going to be Megan Kelly. So she and I met on Instagram and we've been chatting. I feel like it's almost every day at this point. And we just found out that we live not even that far from each other, which is quite amazing. So she is an success coach. And what that means is basically she through her intuitive ways, connects people, especially entrepreneurs, with other online coaches that she feels is in true alignment with the coach and the entrepreneur and their journey and goals and what they want to do. Because in this crazy, busy online world, there are a lot of scammers and schemers and um, people that say they're a coach, but they don't really do much for their client in regards to coaching. So what Megan is doing is she's kind of um, fixing that void and connecting people who are meant to be connected with in order to succeed, right? So I'm super excited to dive into this interview. And I think without further ado, Megan, thank you so much for coming. Welcome aboard and let's get to who you are and how you started your business. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm super excited to be here. And you guys can call me Mega. That's my nickname. But Caroline's right. It's Megan Kelly. And I'm a success coach. And I help ambitious entrepreneurs uh, on a budget connect with the right online coach. Now, I have a lot of people asking me, how do you pick the right coach for me? Mm-hmm. And I don't choose for my clients. I provide decision-making tools, food for thought, And I help people learn how to assess data and information. So I want to go into my background a little Mm -hmm. bit. I have my associate's degree in business administration. And I have my bachelor's and master's degree in literature. So that doesn't mean that I sit in the corner reading Shakespeare all day. (laughs) What that really means is that I am a highly trained critical analyst. And I'm trained to look at rhetoric. Rhetoric meaning the way that people discuss things within a subculture and the subculture that I am currently researching and part of Mm -hmm. and have inserted myself into is the online coaching world. Mm -hmm. And the reason that I inserted myself into that space is because I was unhappy in traditional work. I had managed a really cool hippie store all throughout college and even beyond. And I would always joke around that I collected part-time jobs Mm -hmm. And I never really wanted to work a nine to five, but I tried it. I decided, you know what? It's time to grow up. 
I'm going to be a big girl. I'm going to put my big girl pants on. I'm going to work nine to five. And I was very unhappy. I started losing touch with my essential self because I was having the same conversations every day. Mm-hmm. I had to dress on brand and that wasn't my personal style. I didn't have any time to hang out with my family. I was commuting so much and my health was slipping and uh, so many things were kind of going wrong and I wasn't happy. So my neighbor actually started an online health business and I was watching her grow and I thought, you know what, I can do this. Mm -hmm. Even though I don't like computers and I don't (laughs) like social media, I can do it, right? And so I decided to push myself. I was still working full-time. I still had a part-time job teaching piano lessons, but I decided I'm going to enter the online space. And this is about 18 months ago. So I entered the online space and I had no idea what I was doing. And I hired my first coach, but I didn't have any criteria when I hired that person. Mm -hmm. And as it turns out, they weren't the right coach for me. They weren't doing anything wrong necessarily. It was just that they weren't teaching in my learning style. They were teaching in the auditory style. There were no captions on what they were teaching. The workbooks were just sort of not that great. And I'm a reading and writing learner. I need to listen and read the words and take notes. And I didn't realize that about myself. And all of this hindsight really did come 2020. I had signed up on Black Friday. I got the, the deal, you know, the payment plan and all this stuff. And it was about launching a product. I didn't even have a product to launch. Mm. This person never led me through a discovery call or a discovery process. And I ultimately ended up hiring somebody else. Mm-hmm. But I still didn't have any criteria. And I went on to do that three more times until I really stopped and took a look at what was happening and why it was happening. And part of that was because the language being used in the captions and the copy was so wonderfully persuasive (laughs) that it really hit me where it hurt and I wanted to pay my way out of the feeling. Now that I've connected with the coach who is providing me with exactly what I need, I have so much more clarity about Mm -hmm. the entire process across those last 18 months. And I really want to help women and ambitious humans on a budget avoid overspending on a coach and avoid choosing the quote unquote wrong coach. Mm -hmm. I think most people are generally good. There are definitely scammers out there and we need to have our own boundaries. We need to have our own criteria when we go to hire a person and As consumers, we're not really empowered to do that. I don't see many coaches really empowering the consumer. I see them empowering other coaches, which is fantastic. But especially if you're hiring a coach for the first time, or if you've hired a coach and you've spent four or five figures and you learned the hard way, like you learned a lesson that you didn't necessarily want to learn, Mm -hmm. that can be really hard and it can be very hard to bounce back from. And everyone deserves to participate in the digital income revolution. I think everybody deserves that, especially people who are unhappy in their current line of work. So finding the right coach is so pivotal. And no one can do it for you, but someone can definitely, definitely help you with the types of questions to ask Mm -hmm. your potential new coach. So -hmm. that's what I do. Yeah, which is, I mean, there's so many things that I wanted to ask you already. And I think um, starting with the first one is 
people now are getting very, very, very good at marketing themselves to a point where you can just throw up a sales page copy, someone advertises it to you, and yes, it just, it, it drives your pain points. Um, and so you make that instant purchase without actually going back and doing your homework. I feel like back in the day before digital marketing advertising was so huge, we used to look at things and analyze what we're looking at and do research on it before we made a purchase, especially because coaches um, or any other high ticket offer, but normally coaches, they are a little bit high ticket offer. So you are investing in them. But nowadays, and everyone has to remember that people are paid to write really good copy really good copy based on your pain point. So it's really easy now to just buy without doing any research because you feel like this person gets you just because they're copy. So, and that's why I love your line of work so much because you're forcing people to kind of step back and say, okay, I know the copy's amazing. Maybe this coach is an absolute winner and perfect for you, but let's just take a little step back. Don't rush to the decision and really analyze and like dive deep, do a little bit of market research on who you're about to be working with. Cause it's always an investment. That's absolutely right. Don't rush the process. You don't need to be desperate to transform. You want to be empowered. And it's, I do wonder where it originates, right? And I have a few ideas. There are some really, really top-notch coaches who have hundreds of thousands of followers who are teaching some of these techniques. Those individuals are highly, highly educated, extremely Mm -hmm. well-read, and they do practice nonviolent communication and empathy, and they have rigorous application processes for their clients because those people are going to ultimately become coaches and go out and teach the information. And as this trickles down, it becomes watered down. And I don't think that everyone or all of the coaches out there really understand how important it is to use nonviolent communication and empathy. Not only that, some coaches will take any client. Mm-hmm. But that client is going to go out and disseminate your information. So as coaches... We need to have more requirements Mm -hmm. for our students because they represent who we are. And as this trickles down and down and down, two, three, four degrees, it really becomes convoluted. And just like Caroline said, we see this really extreme agitation of pain point, which Mm -hmm. that's an old, outdated, yet very effective marketing technique that we're used to seeing in a makeup commercial. Mm right? It makes us feel very vulnerable and less than, and that we need the product because it's going to change who we are at our core. And it's going to make us more worthy and more valuable. Um, But ultimately we're just not choosing, right? We're being sold to Mm -hmm. something pops up on the screen and it's very law of attraction and it's very intuitive. And if you have a gut feeling, just do it, babe. And it's all going to work out. And that might be part of it. But just remember that some of the coaches are highly trained salespeople Mm -hmm. who are trained to handle your objections. The average consumer isn't ready to go up against someone like that. The average consumer needs support. You know, we're the one with the money. 
we're mm-hmm. the employer mm-hmm. <laughs> at some level. And accountability is really important. There's so many questions mm-hmm. to ask. The discovery call can go both ways. Mm-hmm. And it's very important that the consumer go into the discovery call with five to six questions prepared and be willing to have discovery calls with a few different people Absolutely. before you really bust out the credit card. Absolutely. And I think also, you know, just going back on that gut feeling, but like true gut feeling, because um, even if you do have a discovery call, you're, you as the, the customer of this person, you have to remind yourself that you are the client. You're like, these people are selling to you. So be as like <laughs> strong-willed as you really want to be, because if they're, they're going to be taking your money. So make sure, and, and money is valuable. Money is energy. Money is, you know, it's everything. And you have to be picky with how easily you give it to them. But their objective on the back end is, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm going to get this client. But there are a lot of people that are like, oh, I'm just going to get this client, funnel her through, instead of being like, I'm going to get this client and make a difference in her life. And I think if you can have that gut feeling of, is this person going to make a difference in my life? Or she just, or he just going to funnel me through. I think that'll help a lot with the decision making. Um, because I, as a coach myself think reverse, like, am I able to make a difference in this person's life? Because if not, then like, what am I doing? Because right, there's no point telling this person to keep working with me if I feel like I can't physically make a purpose in their life. And there's a lot of like vulnerability to saying that you can't do something either as a coach or a client, right? There's a lot of vulnerability that says, I really can't afford you. And if they keep pushing and you're like, oh, okay, I'll make it work versus no, I really can't afford you, which means right now intuitively, I'm sorry, but like, you're not the one for me, you know, and being okay with saying that. Um, I do think discovery calls are awesome, but I also think some people out, out there, they, they advertise for the discovery call because they know they will just like crush the person to just get their money because they just keep pushing like, well, why not? Well, why aren't you going to sign up? Well, why aren't you going to do this? What's holding you back? What's telling you no? And sometimes you're just like so scared. (laughs) And I've been on the other end too. Like I've been talking to programs or people and you're just like so scared. Like, okay, yeah. Okay. I think you're right. Like here, take my money. (laughs) And it can be totally terrifying. (laughs) That is happening all the time. And I talk to women every single day who reach out to me and say, like, thank you for your work. I am healing from having a bad experience with the coach. And like I said, I don't think these people are waking up in the morning wanting to hurt someone else. Yeah, this is just yeah. what they're trained to do. But mm-hmm. the consumer isn't trained to handle that kind of pressure. So just like what you're saying, you know, if if the coach and the client aren't a good match, both people need to communicate that to mm-hmm. the other and respect what the other individual mm-hmm. is saying. It doesn't have to be a hierarchy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be power games. And that being said, on my Instagram page, which is wildly rich, and there's an underscore in between, richness meaning depth of experience, not mm-hmm. just money. <laughs> so I feature a new guest every week because that supports my mission of helping people choose. You can't choose if you don't have options. Mm-hmm. And there are too many options on Instagram. If you go to the search field and you type hashtag online coach, there are almost 2 million results. Oof. So that can become extremely paralyzing. 
analysis paralysis, right? It's like, mm-hmm. how do I find the right person in a sea of two million? Yeah. <laughs> That's like crazy to me. So I try to share coaches who, first of all, I meet with them on Zoom and we talk for 30 or 40 minutes and we make sure that this is uh, something we both want to do. Mm-hmm. And one of my requirements is that the person reach out to me mm-hmm. because I never want to push someone to be a guest or make someone feel obligated. I wait for someone to say, hey, I would love to be part of this. Mm-hmm. And hopefully I'm able to create a resource guide for people, for anyone looking for a new coach, whether you've hired someone in the past or you're looking to hire your first coach. Hopefully you can come to my Instagram page, browse through the coaches a little bit and sort of get the wheels turning and say, ooh, this is something I want to look into. <laughs> yeah. healing. What's that? Funnel yeah. building. What's that? Yeah. Like, I think I need this as the next step in my evolution as a person, as a business owner. Mm -hmm. It's not just business coaching that goes down online. There's so much stuff. But something that I would like to add is that coaching is not a replacement for therapy. Mm -hmm. I do see coaching packages. Let's say it's a 10-week package and it's $3,000. That's more than therapy. Mm -hmm. Therapy is $130 a session. Why is this other person's package who is a college dropout $300 per session and they're not a therapist? Hmm. And what's going to happen when they when they dredge up all of your childhood trauma and now they don't know how to deal with it? Mm-hmm. Are they going to refund your money and refer you to a therapist? Like what these are really important questions to consider. So I personally like um, when people have a background in, in what they're doing, specifically if it is mindset. Mm-hmm. If you're doing something else that's a little bit more hands-on, or in my instance, I'm critiquing the coaching industry, but I'm trained as a critical analysis. I'm mm-hmm. trained to look at persuasive language and see how it's affecting people. So this is the perfect niche for me. But especially when you're hiring a mindset coach, you really, really want to do your homework because it's a privilege to be able to influence the way that someone thinks. Mm-hmm. And... as coaches, we have an obligation to make sure that we do not abuse that privilege. Oh my goodness. Yes. And I think abusing privilege, um, for any coach, but yeah, for mindset coach, it's, I mean, your mind is everything. Uh, it controls every action that goes on and it controls your entire life. And, um, it's, Gosh, it's such a sensitive thing up there, but the cool thing about it is it's unique to you. So there's no like, one stop fix all type of solution because it's your mind um, and your mind is unique from everyone else around you. Um, So I'm glad you brought that up because that is a very, very good point. (laughs) So some people will find that. Some people will be comfortable and they'll say, I like this person's approach. They've mm -hmm. been through a lot. They understand me. They've experienced some of the same childhood traumas. It's okay that they're not a trained therapist. I'm mm. comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. But you have to make sure that that's something you are comfortable with. Mm-hmm. You don't want to spend the $3,000 and get in there and be like, but I thought you were a doctor. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't want that surprise. That's yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah, no. Ooh, man. All right. Well, yeah, there's a lot of um, – I'm just glad you're, like, cleaning up the online market space in a way for me because, um, I mean, I've been burnt as a business owner uh, for sure and I've spent a lot of money just selling into someone. It, that's all it was, right? I definitely, before I even became like an actual 
coach, consider myself a coach. Um, and I was just like a digital marketer. Oh my gosh, I bought into a company that was just like, yeah, we're just going to make you money, make you money, make you money. And after that experience, I quickly realized I do not trust any advertisement that says I'm just going to make you money because it's so not realistic. <laughs> Nothing really happens overnight, uh, whether it's success in love, relationships, parenting, money, business, like nothing happens overnight. <laughs> it doesn't. It takes work. It, it really always does. does. So I want to get to the question on what gets you up every morning with excitement. Uh, and I love this question because I think, especially as entrepreneurs, um, I think the outside world who might not be an entrepreneur yet. They do only see like the good stuff happening in our lives. Um, and I think more and more people are trying to be vul vulnerable because entrepreneurial life is difficult for sure. But um, that type of brain, that entrepreneurial brain, there's always something that gets us up in the morning. So what is that something to you? So that's something to me is the ability to create and to write mm. like at the end of the day that's my zone of genius I'm a writer and a lot of people are impacted by writing mm -hmm. especially on social media the visuals are important but the writing what we're talking about is also very important I have a lot of friends who are unhappy in their careers and they're not ready to take this step yet and I know they're watching and I know they're seeing it and I want nothing more for them to enter the, this digital income revolution, that's what I call it, because I know that they're very capable and have mm -hmm. this special magic. Mm -hmm. And that was hard for me to step into as an entrepreneur at first because I had a fear of being visible. Mm -hmm. I had a fear of being seen. Mm -hmm. And I had a fear, <clears throat> excuse me, of living fully in my truth. Mm -hmm. So that's my new affirmation. I'm committed to living fully in my truth. And part of that is speaking out on things that I notice the reason that I was afraid to be seen is, and I'll get really vulnerable here, is because when I was in high school in 10th grade, um, I became pregnant and I had a baby when I was mm -hmm. in 10th grade and everyone was seeing me, right? Mm -hmm. There's no like escaping it when you're nine months pregnant and you're walking through your high school. And so now 20 years have gone by. I'm mm -hmm. almost 36. My daughter's turning 20 in a no. couple of months, which is crazy. <laughs> and it still is with me a little bit. I was so scared of people seeing me. Mm -hmm. But my message is important and it's going to help people. And I, I just want others to know that whatever you're afraid of that is holding you back from entering this space, um, take your time processing it. You don't have to rush the process. Mm -hmm. And we're here waiting for you mm -hmm. and your special mm -hmm. magic. And, and come, come, come and give it a try. And there's so much support if you're able to access the right community, because mm -hmm. it really is who you're surrounding yourself with and making sure that you use discernment. And something else that gets me up in, in the day is working with others. It's literally my favorite thing. It's why I like to highlight people. It's why I love to collaborate with people. Um, it's like my lifeblood. Mm -hmm. And I was always told I was shy growing up. Who knows, but I am definitely an extrovert now, yeah. and I love meeting people, and especially now that we're all stuck at home, there are so many beautiful and amazing souls online. You just have to reach out and connect and hop on Zoom or go to the free event and 
it's uncomfortable at first. It is, but mm-hmm. it's definitely worth it. It is. It is. And it's always, I mean, yeah, everyone has um, their deep dive, like why I'm actually doing it versus like what they tell people. So thank you for opening up and being vulnerable like that. But I mean, you're, you're right. It's, it's really who you surround yourself with. And if you have that gut feeling every day, like I know I could be more, I should be doing more. I know I have it within me. I'm not happy in my position now. You know, listen to your gut feeling and then go find a community around whatever that like first word that pops out of your mouth of what you want to do. Go find a community to support you because if you don't have the support, you're not going to get it through much because even when you go and we were just talking about this before I pressed record, but even going, becoming entrepreneur, cause I was corporate life too. And you're used to like things getting emailed and phone calls and tasks and meetings and group calls and, and whatever it is and corporate meetups and whatever. And then you switch over to the entrepreneurial life, which is really just you, <laughs> you yourself and you, unless you force yourself to surround yourself and create your own community because if not, then you're just going to be stuck by yourself. Um, and then, of course, that's not ideally, that's not ideal, but that's not also too healthy. So whether you're entrepreneur or not entrepreneur, finding that supportive community to encourage you to go after whatever you want and encourage you to do what you want is going to be huge. Definitely, especially because we have so many comments from the peanut gallery. Oftentimes mm-hmm. our parents don't understand. Mm-hmm. We even have friends who don't understand. Also, if you're listening and you love your job and you love your corporate job, mm-hmm. we need you. Mm-hmm. Like, thank you for what you do. And you don't have to change. Don't mm-hmm. feel obligated to do that. But also, if there's a service that you feel that you can provide, whether it's tools for nurses for mm-hmm. mindfulness, whether it's lesson plans for teachers who are really feeling stuck, if you feel that there's something else, you never know how that could develop for you. And it could start off just as a second income stream yeah. and grow. And it, it doesn't have to grow. It can grow to a point. It doesn't have to be a six-figure, seven-figure yeah. thing that you're doing. It could be an extra 500 bucks a month. And that's like your pizza and movie stuff for yeah. your family. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that's so true. Uh, it can remain a side hustle. It doesn't, well, it doesn't even have to be a hustle. It could just be a remain a side thing that you know, that you love doing, um, or you can take it further and maybe build a business out of it, but you don't know until you try. (laughs) Totally. Yeah, totally. So, um, the whole point of this podcast, and I, sometimes I touch base on the story, but I guess I haven't in a while. So I'll touch base on it really quick. When I came up with the name of it, I, it took me forever to come up with the name. And then I was actually researching the word ambitious And surprisingly enough, when you research the word, um, a lot of articles come out to be greedy. If you're an ambitious person, you're greedy and you're selfish and it's all greed, money, selfish money, greed, money, selfish money. And I was like, no, that's not true because I consider myself an ambitious person and money for me comes like last because that's like the last thing I think of. And So that's why I was like, you know, I want to turn this word around and make it a lot more positive and uplifting. So when you hear the word ambition or being ambitious, um, what are the feelings? What are the thoughts? What does it mean to you to be that ambitious AF person? (laughs) Well, first of all, I love that you're reclaiming the word ambitious. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, I'm reclaiming the word rich. These are not evil, horrible words. And if you're ambitious or rich, it doesn't mean that you're some, like, evildoer who lives in a mansion that's squirreling away all, your, all of your resources. Right? Thank that's you, yes. Or that you want to bulldoze other people. Mm-hmm. 
for me, ambition is really having a bigger vision, Mm. bigger than you yourself. And if you're going to change careers or create your own career, you want it to be something that truly helps other people. Mm Mm-hmm. So you can't just, in my opinion, be ambitious and succeed. There needs to be another component Mm -hmm. to that. And for me, that is compassion. Mm. So when you have compassion and you're ambitious, that's the motivation that you need to move forward, where you can create a space where other people feel supported, where you can be vulnerable enough to really see others and to open up with them not just that they're opening up to you, but that mm-hmm. it's a dual relationship. And this is where community starts to come in, right? I, mm-hmm. For me, ambition means creating a community and knowing when to invite people, knowing when to extend the mm-hmm. invite, knowing when to let certain people join on their own, right? Some people need the invite. Some people mm-hmm. need to be invited, Um, But it also includes new ways of thinking and doing things. Hmm. And, yeah, you really want to alleviate the distress Mm -hmm. of of a community or a group. Um, When I think of some really ambitious leaders or figures throughout history, they were initiating cultural change. They were initiating positive cultural change. And you don't do that alone. It's this dedication to pushing forward. It's this dedication to blazing the trail Mm. for change to happen. And as more people come together, the motivation grows Mm -hmm. and grows and grows. Like as entrepreneurs, we're not motivated every single day. Mm -hmm. But when I work with other people, I'm motivated. And that's something that I needed and that no one was providing. No coach can provide the true accountability that you need You have to create that for yourself. And part of that is accessing your ambition and saying, what do I need? Okay, well, I personally, me, Mega, I work best under pressure. The pressure, the healthy pressure is working with another person. Mm -hmm. I don't want to let them down. I want to be my best self for that person. And in order to do that, I need to be a good listener. I need to be compassionate. I need to be understanding. I need to create space to grow together mm-hmm. and to not be afraid of competition or competitors or comparisonitis, which is very hard to get rid of. But at the end of the day, did we do even a little bit better than the day before for ourselves? Your best is going to change every single day. Mm-hmm. 100% yesterday doesn't look like 100% today because maybe something happened. Maybe you didn't sleep good. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe you slept amazing. Like it, it, There's so many factors that go into it. But it's that continual dedication to the vision for positive cultural change. And so the culture I'd like to change is the way that people are are selling and talking mm-hmm. in, in the coaching space because it is transformative. It really is. And it takes so much tenacity to try again if you've been hurt by a coach. Mm-hmm. It takes so much tenacity. And not everyone has that. And I, I just sincerely hope that everyone can access someone who really brings out the best in them. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that, this is why I love asking that question. Cause I ask it on all of my interviews for sure, because I always get a different response and I've never gotten a response around 
you know, you're an ambitious person, if you're able to build a community and not only build a community, but impact tons of other lives, but also be there for people when they need you. And I've actually never thought of it in that way. So thank you for opening my mind. Cause that, that's like such a good point. And all of the leaders or people that I look up to, um, they've all grown amazing communities and it's not like, they're not just like popular social figures or influencers or celebrities or whatnot. They've literally built amazing communities because of their ambition and drive to do more than they can even imagine, right? They're just like constantly looking at how can I do more for others? How can I do more for others? So I absolutely love that. And thank you so much for sharing that. (laughs) I love this proverb I have from 10,000 Villages. I don't know if any of you have been to that store. It's amazing. It's um, handmade fair trade gifts from all around the world, but they have an African Day Proverbs calendar and Mm. I've had it for like 15 years. And one of the proverbs says, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go with others. Mm, that's, and that's just really... <laughs> oh my God, I love that. I love yeah, <laughs> I love that. And I, yeah, I love that. I'm such a firm believer of you are the five people you surround yourself with. Um, so I'm, I'm always like reminding myself that and I try to remind others that as well as obviously as nicely as possible um, because it is it's hard to like break out of your comfort zone um, in whatever realm that is, it's hard to do that. And um, sometimes we don't even see um, what is impacting us negatively because we're just so zoned in and we don't want to, you know, accept and reach out to the idea that it could be our environment. It could be the people we're hanging out with. It could be all of this that's actually impacting our lives negatively to the point where we can't find that success, even though we're working so hard on it. And, um, I mean, that was a big thing for me. Cause when I had, uh, like when my mom passed away and it was just a huge mental mindset shift. And when I hit that, it was like the world was crumbling and not just because my mom passed away, which was true, but it was like, because I kept putting myself in that mindset. And then because of that, I cut myself out of community, right? Like I, I didn't really talk to anyone. Uh, I don't want to talk to anyone. So I didn't even have people to surround myself with. Cause I was just like pushing them out. And the minute I started doing that, it was just like negative reaction after negative reaction. And all of these things kept building up. And at the time I got so mad, even more angry, which was bad (laughs) because I didn't know why all this was happening until I made that realization. And I actually met people to start filling in my community a little more that opened my eyes. And then once I did that and truly like seeked out the most positive people, books, podcasts, surrounding myself with the most positive people, like I'm continuing that, right? Like even now, like you and I meeting, so you're in my group now because you're a positive person that's impacting me in a positive way. So I'm going to keep you in there versus other people that I talk to. I might have a nice conversation, but I know that energetically they might not help me succeed to the success that I want out of myself. That doesn't mean I'm going to be a total jerk to them. That just means I'm not going to, they're not going to be like the five people I surround myself with. (laughs) Exactly. That's beautiful. And thank you for sharing. And and you're so right about when things happen, it's a natural response that we retreat. It's like, Mm -hmm. how could anyone understand what I'm going through? Mm. And sometimes we need people to reach out consistently over and over again. Sometimes we just need our space Mm -hmm. and we're ready to emerge later Mm. but 
it really is. There's, there's five people that you surround yourself with, whether that's digital people, whether mm-hmm. that's real life people. Mm-hmm. And when you're meeting new digital friends specifically and making those relationships, it's scary at first. Mm. We're adult women. It is hard to make friends as an yeah. adult woman. Yeah. It, it, there is a lot, you know, and that comfort level isn't there yet. Like mm-hmm. we want a friend that we can turn to and just immediately feel comforted. Like they've been our friend since kindergarten, mm-hmm. but we have to go through the get to know you process mm-hmm. and the little bit of uncomfortable part of the awkwardness. I always see those things. that's like, get out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. This is a great way to do it. If you feel like there's somebody cool that you want to link up with on in the online space, send them a voicemail, yep. send them a DM, invite them to hang out with you yep. on zoom and wrap Christmas presents together like and literally anything and yeah. it will be awkward at first and that's okay <laughs> because they could end up becoming a lifelong friend or mentor or someone that you're just so glad is in your life oh my gosh I love I love that piece of advice uh because you're so true there's so many people that um I look at and I definitely I'm trying to like reach out to them more and more because you're right you never know when someone's gonna say oh my gosh yes Hello, let's hop on Zoom. Or then you find out that they're like basically your neighbors and you can meet up in real life. And just like it's always so awkward and it's never not awkward. Like it's always, no matter if you perfect this, it's always going to be awkward that first initial send on your DMs or that first initial handshake or whatever it is. But it's always, always worth it. Totally. (laughs) Oh, alrighty. So we are probably 30. Yeah. So we are 37 minutes in. Um, so to wrap this up, uh, what is that one piece of advice that you would love to share with the listeners who here who, um, you know, this is a positivity podcast. So a lot of these people come here to lift themselves up. So what is that one piece of advice you want to tell everyone? (laughs) All right. My numero uno piece of advice is that ready is not a lie. Mm. Ready is not a lie. Preparedness is key. If you're going to hike Mount Everest and you bring flip flops, <laughs> you are screwed, right? <laughs> Try to be prepared. And that, uh, that oftentimes feels like procrastination. Just remember, though, that procrastination is really an intuitive knowing that it's not the right time for you to act. Maybe you need to enter a data collection phase, maybe you need to go into an observation phase because you truly cannot develop a point of view unless you hold back and observe. And just because you don't feel like you're taking action now doesn't mean you're not an innovator. Okay, some innovators, and especially in the tech world, they hold back and they watch the field and they watch what everyone else is doing until they have clarity about what they want to do. Mm -hmm. That's part of you becoming prepared. So if you feel like you're hearing a lot of noise from the gallery and people telling you to act, 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 and that ready is a lie, ready is a decision, first mm-hmm. of all, and preparedness is key. And if you are procrastinating, it is an intuitive knowing that you, something else is brewing. And take, take stock of what that is and really embrace that because the action, the action phase will come mm. later and you can do it. Oh my gosh. I love that. Thank you. Thank you so much for saying that. (laughs) All right. Everyone listening, please, please go look Megan up. So it's at widely underscore rich. Um, Is there anywhere else that you hang out that you want to tell people? So I'm mainly on Instagram Mm -hmm. and I do have a free guide for everyone. 
you can go to thecoachadvisor.com to get that. And it's a workbook that includes coaching assessment forms. It includes values, triggers, goals, a whole workbook of stuff. And if you're confused about anything in there, there is a glossary of terms to help you refine exactly what you need. And I have an upcoming course that I'll be launching at the end of January, but grab the guide because that's going to help you right now, especially if you want to hire a coach in 2021. It's Mm -hmm. a free resource, but I'm hanging out mostly on Instagram. Nice. Exactly. And I'll make sure to link everything below so you can go into the description and then click all the links to get instant access but please reach out to Maggie Megan if you I actually I should have said mega and I almost did but uh (laughs) so please reach out to her literally even if you have that like awkward I loved this interview I want to learn more I want to be your friend just reach out to her because I yeah it she's just she's so warm she's so welcoming she will never not respond to you and you never know where it's going to lead and of course if you are looking for a coach uh, please go to her first to just kind of do your homework before uh, charging that card. <laughs> yes, exactly. And um, yeah, so gosh, okay, this was an awesome episode. I knew it was going to be. So everyone, please go like, share this, comment, whatever, but just go reach out to Megan and let her know that you saw or heard her, I should say, from Ambitious AF. And um, any last minute things before we wrap up, Megan? Uh, thank you so much. It's like been a joy talking to you. You're so easy to talk to as oh, well. And I just appreciate you reaching out to me and inviting me to be on your podcast. Oh, absolutely. I would. I, well, you're probably going to come on again. So <laughs> forewarning. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, everyone. That is yet another episode. Tune in next week. I will talk to you all soon. And we're going to be hitting Christmas and the New Year. So I'm super excited. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you got some value or just feel fired up, I would love for you to take a screenshot and tag me in your Instagram stories. It's always so motivating to see you getting the inspiration you needed to level up for my podcast. I'm going to keep showing up and bringing my best self to these episodes, and I encourage you to do the same. If you think a friend or family member would enjoy this episode, I would love for you to share the ambition. I can't wait to chat next week, but until then, keep being ambitious AF.